G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the ACL. Dan's back with us. Dan, welcome back to 2020. A pleasure to be here, Neil. Hey, Dan, as I said, it doesn't get much bigger than this. This might be crunch time this week. Our federal parliament may well be voting on the religious discrimination bill, and there's all sorts of controversies around us. Uh, There's two reports were issued on Friday, and this bill could be before the parliament this week. What are your thoughts on uh, giving us some context here and the update? Well, Neil, this has been a project that we've all been working on since the 2019 election, uh, some two and a half years. Uh, The uh, reports of two committees were tabled on Friday, which indicated that both the government and the opposition support the passing of the bill. So that's their their landmark reports. Uh, And apart from a bit of quibbling at the edges, the reality is that both sides of politics support this bill. Uh, So that's great news on the face of it and something that we welcome. Um, We don't, of course, uh, know that there, there was some twinkling at the edges, in particular in relation to the Sex Discrimination Act, and uh, how that could impact on Christian schools. There's talk about an amendment uh, for businesses uh, that um, uh, you know might be able to manage an Israel for our type situation. So there's a couple of things in the detail that quite honestly, Neil, are still being drafted uh, today, the day before the bill uh, reaches the House of Representatives tomorrow. Uh, that's, that's, we're, we're working up to the wire on this. The Attorney General's Department is and they're taking on board the feedback from um, Prime Minister, who wants to make a certain amendment. Um, uh, Senator Stoker saying, look, no, I think it should be a little different. Um, And you've got the moderate Liberals saying, look, no, they think they'll cross the floor. So all of these dynamics are playing into um, some last-minute drafting. uh, And unfortunately, a lot of this is done uh, very quickly, and that's where mistakes can happen. So... Uh, We're involved in the process. Uh, We are speaking to the Attorney-General's office uh, about these issues and um, we're just praying that we get a a decent result when this bill emerges. Dan, just to clarify and to remind listeners where all this is coming from, because late last year there was talk about removing Section 38.3 from the Sex Discrimination Act. Now, that's a section that, in my understanding protects teaching and daily operation of faith-based schools. Now, if you remove that section, it could undo the good provisions that are in the uh, the religious discrimination bill. Is that as clear as uh, as what we, we might understand at this point? Well, 38.3 is the section that enables the school to teach their faith and do other things that may be, you know, may upset particular students, uh, same-sex in fact, a student may not be happy with the teaching that marriage in the Christian uh, worldview is between a male and a female. But uh, that teacher can take place because of the power in Section 38.3. 
to uh, teach to teach your religion. Now, 38.3 goes, uh, schools will have to modify what they teach because it might um, cause a detriment uh, to a student. So uh, there's talk about 38.3 going. It doesn't directly impact on the religious discrimination bill, but those who basically oppose the religious discrimination bill are saying, look, we'll allow this bill to go through so that Christians are not, are not refused a loan or accommodation or some other discrimination, but we'll only allow it through if at the same time you remove 38.3 so that it's a, a win for the religious community and a win for the LGBTI community at the same time. That's the arm wrestle that's happening right at the moment, Neil. And uh, the Prime Minister has said, and said for quite some time, he does not, ex- does not support the expulsion of any, chew- any child based on uh, sexual orientation. Now, there is no Christian school that does that, that is seeking to do that. Um, but uh, there's a way that that's going to have to be worded in the Sex Discrimination Act, which will have to make sure that a school can still uh, teach their ethos and govern their their environment at school. And that's the hard work of the Australian Law Reform Commission, which is due to report in 12 months' time. Dan. What's going on today is to bring it forward and try and do it on the run in a corridor somewhere. And that's what we're very concerned about. Dan, the Prime Minister uh, and his change of position there last week, uh, or at least his announcement of a position when it came to the mm. City Point Christian College, uh, it was almost mm. as though he'd turned his back on Christian schools and uh, the sort of position that he was taking more supportive of an LGBT agenda. Any thoughts on that that backflip, that change in direction? And there's politics in everything, but how do you see the Prime Minister's decision to, to say what he's said? Well, the background, of course, was that uh, City Point uh, Christian College had sent their statement of faith uh, to parents and asked for that to be signed and returned in a week. Um, it, you know, it contained a number of things, um, unremarkable things like that, you know, males and females uh, will participate in the sporting events and accommodation uh, for their particular sex. You know, pretty, some pretty unremarkable stuff in that. Uh, the document was cherry-picked uh, by activists and used to misrepresent Christian schooling in Australia and to effectively say Christian schooling is harmful to same-sex attracted and gender-diverse kids. Now, when all of that was put to the Prime Minister... Um, I think last Thursday, he said, well, I have an amendment that will address all all of that. So the City Point issue, what it did was bring to the surface uh, the the position that the Prime Minister had proposed an amendment and and basically um, was saying there was an amendment uh, to make sure that um, uh, children could not be discriminated against or expelled because of their... Uh, gender identity or sexual orientation. That's all a bit of a surprise and we're now working through the detail of that because I don't know that there really was any detail um, but it's important to get that detail right so that um, um, we would agree that no child should be expelled on that basis but uh, there's a bigger picture. Uh, A school has to be able to govern itself so that its ethos is not undermined by students were at that school. So yes, um, politics is a brutal business, as the Prime Minister himself said in recent days, and so we are uh, we have this emerging issue. 
that uh, was sort of um, revealed by the City Point Christian College drama, and we're now dealing with that. And so the reality is, Neil, uh, that whether we want it or not, uh, it appears that there will be an amendment to the Sex Discrimination Act this week, and um, uh, uh, we are very opposed to any amendment uh, that would um, undermine Christian schooling and leave us in a position where we get the religious discrimination bill, but the net effect is we're worse off because of the removal of large parts of Section 38.3. And uh, if that's what we're presented with, then uh, we will withdraw our support for the religious discrimination bill package. We'd be better off without the bill and uh, taking some time um, after the election to get that bill right and to get the sex discrimination bill right. Interesting leadership that you and the team, uh, Martin Isles and everyone at ACL has taken here because uh, going back to last year, the threat that came from the ACL to withdraw support for the bill if there were backroom deals being done, as is being Mm. talked about right now. Uh, Mm. Some listeners might be thinking, you know, what sort of weight is there uh, when ACL says I'll withdraw my support? Because there's Mm. a lot of listeners who'd be thinking, well, I'm getting a lot of guidance from the Australian Christian lobby over this. If they withdraw their support, maybe I'm withdrawing my support for a government that can't really govern. What are your thoughts here for people who uh, would support the position of the ACL when you're threatening to withdraw your support for this bill? It's a very fluid situation, Neil, and we are concerned that the government will struggle to get the balance right. We are very concerned about that, but it is very fluid and um, uh, certainly draft proposals uh, will be discussed today. Uh, They're wanting to um, make sure the faith community and the Christian school sector are happy with what they propose or at least aware of it and can make their decision. So I suppose we would... Uh, urge our Christian listeners to be patient uh, because we are in the weeds and, um, you know, we our, our official position, as we've said last Friday, is that we just we cannot say that we support the bill at this stage. Uh, we, we must wait and see the fine print. Um, and, of course, it's going to be game on tomorrow. And, Neil, you'll, you'll, love, the, um, you'll love this, but we're all going to be starting with the Prime Minister and a lot of ACL people and opposition leader and, and co- will all be at the church, at the Greek Orthodox Church here in Canberra, um, praying and having an early church service before the, um, the start of the action at 9.30. Well, that'll be a powerful time, and there might be listeners who might want to join in prayer from wherever they're listening to be part of uh, what will be a significant vote that could come into the Parliament uh, this week. Now, j- just quickly, there was some talk, Dan, that uh, any change to the Sex Discrimination Act, as separate from the Religious Discrimination Bill, that that could have been pushed out for uh, at least 12 months. Is there still a possibility that that could happen and then uh, therefore uh, give more time to fight that battle while instead of just having it happen, uh, you know, almost under the radar? Yes, look, I think um, uh, an outcome that might work is if um, most of that does take place in 12 months' time. Um, The Prime Minister has said there'll be an amendment this week. So um, providing that amendment uh, to prevent um, people being expelled merely on the basis of sexual orientation 
providing that amendment is done in a way that um, you know gets the balance right, then the rest of 38.3 can be looked at in 12 months' time. So, you know, we are um, uh, in discussions about a very narrow and very precise amendment, and it's going to be difficult uh, to get the balance right, um, but the Prime Minister has said something will happen, so uh, the public servants uh, will be acting at his behest uh, to make sure there is an, there is an amendment and um, uh, it needs to uh, focus merely on the expulsion of students or the non-expulsion of students based on sexual orientation only. Okay. Now, there is a petition. Uh, there's already tens of thousands of signatures on it. But uh, for those who haven't signed that yet, it has some weight. Uh, where do people find that petition and how important is it to get involved in this, Dan? Look, the petition was launched last week. I think there were 10,000 signatures overnight, which was a great relief to uh, those who were you know, very much struggling with the City Point uh, problem that was emerging because there was a change.org petition around about the, the 90,000 mark. So uh, ours was launched, I think, on Tuesday of last week and had 10,000 overnight. And I think last time I looked at it, it was around about 30,000. And I haven't seen it for a couple of days. So those numbers are very strong. And uh, people could sign that petition. I'll find it on our website. Um, but it, it strengthens the arm of the Christian school movement and indicates that uh, so many value this form of education and, um, and are really upset about the way in which Christian schooling is being represented today. It's being misrepresented um, and uh, the activists are inferring that Christian schooling is doing harm to people. And they are doing that to undermine the Religious Discrimination Bill. And so signing that petition uh, is of a huge help and means a lot to the politicians who are voting on that on this bill this week. Just a quick little note here that the City Point Christian College, a large and uh, wonderfully effective Christian school in Brisbane, and uh, as I understand it, the principal, Dr Brian Mulheron, has even had to step down from his role around these sorts of controversial things that are being said about the school. It comes to Christian schools that every single Christian school is potentially uh, under attack if they, the government doesn't get the balance right here. Uh, your thoughts for uh, for Christian schooling if the government misses it? Uh, it's going to be very concerning, and uh, that's why the supporter otherwise of the Christian schooling peak bodies and Australian Christian lobby are significant. And you know they they are the government is wanting to know our opinion on a day by day basis. And so it's important that we're embedded in this to protect the Christian schools. And you are right. Um, Christian schools are Christian and they hold um, orthodox views as to marriage and gender. And, but that does not mean that they uh, cause harm uh, to gender diverse uh, or gay kids. Uh, City Point um, has never expelled any gay child. Uh, never mistreated any gay child, uh, so the uh, you know the misrepresentation is quite strong, and um, um, we we certainly wish the principal of City Point um, every blessing as he sort of takes a bit of a Sabbath, and um, um, you know recovers from what must have been a, a pretty horrid week uh, as he lived with um, 
uh, those aspects of uh, the Christian faith, uh, which are important to the school community. And um, uh, it, it tells us something about the culture we're in, Neil, that to um, uh, present clearly these aspects of Christianity and uh, faith communities um, um, creates furor uh, in the culture. And that's the moment we're in, and it's a great call to prayer and, and to vigilance to protect our schools. Well, that petition at acl.org.au. A couple of very quick ones, Dan. The South Australian Walk for Life is on this coming Saturday, and uh, you know you guys are a part of that as as usual. Uh, what's happening with the SA Walk for Life? It's going to be fabulous. Uh, we're going to have the wonderful Martin Isles. We'll be speaking there. Uh, this is his second year in a row speaking at that walk, and of course that's about five weeks out from the election there in South Australia. Uh, the first election for this year. Uh, so our volunteers and supporters will be out in force and um, it's it's going to be great practice for the federal election, actually, uh, which will certainly be in May. But the Walk for Life is very important. There's no greater thing on my heart, Neil, than the saving of unborn children, uh, so precious in God's eyes. And, um, you know, these are, the, these are the hidden victims of much of our sort of success and... and um, uh, the prosperity that we as a, as a as a nation, as a world, enjoy in the Western world, uh, be, and these abortions, um, these are part of the, the price that's paid. Uh, so they're very much in my heart, and uh, this Walk for Life is um, something that ACL is fully behind. And, of course, at the other end, typically, of life, uh, the New South Wales Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill, it'll be voted on in the Upper House in New South Wales, the Legislative Council, and that could happen late this month. A quick update on that one, Dan? Uh, This is a tough one, Neil, because the numbers are really tough uh, in the Upper House. This bill has passed the Lower House. Uh, The Legislative Council, uh, the numbers are difficult, uh, but we are... um, uh, working on a petition that has been sent to all of our New South Wales supporters on Thursday. Uh, this is a petition that will be tabled in the Legislative Council, and so our New South Wales people will be able to find that online as well, or they will have been emailed about it. And But we won't give up because the, the, uh, the deaths uh, here are wrongful, and uh, even if one can make a case uh, for euthanasia, it's clearly so open to abuse um, uh, by those who would, uh, who don't value um, older people and frail and people, and um, might treat them as quite dispensable. And so they're as, they're as vulnerable as the unborn in their their final stages, and need all the protection we can give them. The issues are bigger than big, and uh, for every listener today, if you never do anything about how you might put your name to a petition or get involved or be on your knees in some time of prayer and seeking God around some of the issues facing the nation. This is a week to turn over a new leaf and become involved uh, in some level of activity. You can find uh, the uh, petitions we were talking about at the ACL website, acl.org.au. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. That's always my pleasure, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.